Hey everybody, Jack from the Good Friends here. Uh, so as usual, Rod and I recorded, and about 20 minutes later, the Brexit news broke. So, there's like a good two minutes of us riffing on the English in London in the first like 10 minutes of this new pod, but keep in mind that we did this the day, but no, sorry, mere hours before this vote became public. We're both very uh, upset by it. We love the EU. Hope the UK sticks together. We want to be inclusive, not exclusive. Uh, We had actually recorded a a conversation about this, but um, yeah, I forgot to uh, hit the old save button on my end of the recording, so... Um, yeah, you know, just keep the prayers up for the UK that nothing crazy goes down, and, uh, go inclusivity. Okay, bye. I think that's maybe just on your end. It's okay. Because I heard you write at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to do it again? No. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 55 oh. of Good Friends Podcast. Let's get it. It's, uh, it's Thursday, 430 It's a Thursday in America. East Coast time. We were, Wait. We were just I'm discussing. Sorry, back up. Uh, we were just discussing how Rod uh, lives in New York City, mm-hmm. goes back to California, I'd say at least twice a year for family and whatnot. True. And still, after four years or maybe even five years of you living on the East Coast, you still okay, are not years. aware <laughs> that there's a three-hour time difference between the coasts. Can you explain yourself? It's not that I'm not aware, but it's just sort of like, okay, is there? Like, how come I'm talking to you right now and you're not, like, asleep? Do you know what I mean? I'm. It's funny because... I kind of, I kind of believe you that that's your, you're actually thinking that. Yeah, when you texted me this morning, I was like, okay, so this time difference thing's a myth because he's texting. Did I? Te- I texted you an hour ago, I think, an hour and a half ago. <laughs> right, and I thought it was like Friday for you at like two a.m. I was like, okay, chalk this up for another lie I've fallen for. Mm-hmm. I won't fall for it. So what do you think goes on in, like, like what time do you think it is in, like, London right now? Um, I think it's two weeks from now in London, <laughs> <laughs> and there is no time anymore. And that's, where, that's what happens in London. Oh. First of all, did you know that, like, in London, every hour in London is actually 20 minutes in American time? Why? Because they're, because they're lazy tossers? No. Oh my god, wait, nice nice use of the language for our fans abroad. Yeah. What does tossers mean? Is know. that like a slur? It's like a fucking thing. I don't know. It's, it's not, I don't think it's a slur. I think it's an... I don't know. I'm not English. Mm, you could have fooled me. Wait, should we make tossers a thing? It's already a thing in England. <laughs> okay. Where were you guys? <laughs> You've successfully diverted this 
this conversation around your inability to tell time, and now we've got to get going. It's true. The Divergent series is about me avoiding tough conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Divergent 2, roommates talking about cleaning up. Um, Okay. But hi, America. How are you? I don't know what time it is or where you are, but for us, um, it is 1.30 p.m. on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 And what a week. What a week it's been. How are you feeling? Uh, <laughs> tired already. I mean, it's, it's Thursday. I'm ready for the week to be over. Because you now have traditional weekends. This is, yep, it's true. Is it going to be your first one or your second it's one? It's going to be like my fifth one. Oh my gosh, wait. <laughs> how has it felt? Because, oh, it's felt good. It's felt good. Do you love it? I do, yes. It's very great. It's what very- are the changes you've noticed in your joy levels, in your habits? Uh, let's see. My joy levels, uh, I don't know. Honestly, it just, I don't know. I think I'm sadder. Mm, wow. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Divergent series. <laughs> Episode three. Yeah, because now I go, when I go out to like do stuff, there's just people everywhere. I'm like, what the fuck? It's so busy today. Right. That is true. That is the one thing that is really nice about like, people our age having sort of like scattered schedules like you don't necessarily feel the impact of like the busy friday saturday night right i'm like yeah going out or like going to the park or like going to the museum it's like now that it's saturday everyone's here how many times have you gone to like the museum on your day off i go to the museum (laughs) kind of a lot really which museum you don't fucking know me dude (laughs) which museum you don't fucking know me dude Jack, you're clearly exhausted because it's 6 a.m. over there and you still haven't slept. <laughs> this is embarrassing. No, but We're I've, on been to the, I've been to the Met at least four times since I've been in New York. Ooh, been New- wait, hi. That's more than I've been to the Met. Natural History Museum at least four times, I'd say. Yeah, I've, I've been to the Natty Hist. So, fuck you, man. You know my Fair. fucking dad, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I was aware that it wasn't your dad when you didn't wish me a happy Father's Day last week. ha. <laughs> Uh, Which I thought was honestly really rude. Right. Sorry, I forgot. Everyone listening knows they're my son. Right. And y'all messed up. Yeah. But it's okay. Fathers, you know, love unconditionally. What about so daughters, too? You got some daughters? Um, I hope to God I never have daughters. Feel me? Right. <laughs> my biggest fear. Feel no, I'm kidding. One. I don't know. I want do you Do you care about what gender your children are? Fuck yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. I don't want <laughs> wait, no wait, fucking what? girls. Yeah, you don't want to have to be like, ooh, that's that's my impression of a dad talking to his daughter. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't know. I guess daughters would be cool. Mm. I see you with one of each. I'm gonna hate. No, actually, I see you. I see you with a daughter. I definitely see you with a daughter. I kind of see all the Dales with a daughter. Nah. Okay, literally one of the Dales already (laughs) has two. So meet me halfway with the theory. (laughs) Okay, you might be onto something. Like, don't you? Actually, I just changed my own mind again. I can see Connor with a boy. I see him with one son. Thoughts? Hmm. I see him having an only child. Okay. Wow. Listeners. Only child. Podcast at gmail.com. Thoughts? Yeah, I guess so. Hit us up. (laughs) Hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. We're thinking a lot of things over here. Apparently. It's it's upfront. It's upfront season. season. (laughs) My favorite time of year. Right. Some people love the World Cup. Some people love Election Day. I don't know who those people are. Right. But I just love upfront. Like, you can feel it in the air. Rod likes you know, guessing which TV shows are going to get canceled. 
I love it. Like, give me, like, drop Matthew Perry's name. We just upped it by 75% of that show won't make it past <laughs> the halfway point. Like, I got the numbers. I have a history of receipts. I know what's good. Right. This is my favorite time of year. I wake up and the air feels thicker. There's a tension in the air. You know, it's sort of <laughs> like when the Santa Anas start blowing yeah. in Southern California. You sort of step out and you're like, something is different. And it's because it's up front. Something is w- much more uh, uh, primal. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's like when there's a full moon. Like, suddenly people are much more aggressive. and like, yeah. But at the same time, like very, you know, ready to, like, sort of nest and, like, create their own space. And it's, like, okay, like, clearly upfronts are going to happen soon because, like, <laughs> that person, like, almost got in a car accident right. and this person literally has been sweating all day. Like, right. heard of upfronts. Right. If you, it's my astrology. If you're walking down the street late at night coming back from a bar and you hear someone yeah. following you, yeah, you're not in danger. It's just upfront season. It's just upfront season. Yeah. If someone pulls, if you hear the sound of like someone maybe pulling a knife like around your neck, and like your instincts like turn around and scream, like just keep walking. <laughs> Do not panic. Don't trust your gut instincts. Like it is probably upfront. Right. Like people just act different. The air is different. Don't be so paranoid. No, you're right. It's embarrassing when people don't just sort of like understand yeah. that sort of intrinsic thing. You Look, know, it's their jo- it's your job to 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 be aware of your surroundings. Yes, totally. And, to, and by surroundings, I mean the surroundings of your calendar. Exactly. When is upfronts? You need to know. Exactly. So, for anyone who doesn't know what upfronts are, should we explain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there might be. I mean, we've done this before, but upfronts are when the network TV networks announce their. Like, I don't know. It's their fall like, lineup, guesses. fall and spring lineups, right? It's their fall and spring lineup. It's like the gamble. At this point, it's become like, it used to be that it was like a big deal. It's still a big deal, but it just has an air of desperation now. They just, I think. all these networks have invested in these shows, and this is mm-hmm. them announcing them and being like, okay, guys, get ready for, <laughs> let's, let's throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> Jenna Elfman, like, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. And sometimes things stick, like, surprisingly. Yeah. Like, I remember when The Good Wife was announced on Upfronts, and I was like, okay, like, this sounds boring. Do you, re- like, do you remember that really dumb James Spader show that was all over, the ads were all over New York and you That I- was violent. Right. <laughs> that was violent. But that the show's blacklist. still going. That show is still, the one where, like, every ad was modeled after, like, a magazine cover. And it was just James Spader in that stupid hat and that gigantic In a stupid black hat. Oh, my God. Like, I'm not, like, for the death penalty, but, like, whoever the head of marketing was for the blacklist, like, execute. Execute. (laughs) That that person's running the Trump campaign, okay? Yeah, like, 100%. He made the make- America Great Again hats. He, he loves hats. Right. Whoever this guy is, he loves yes. hats. It's true. Which I can relate. I have 11 hats. I just bought a new one. You Would would your campaign spend over half of its budget on just on hats? 100%. When they asked me to like release like the amount of money we've spent during the campaign, it would be like $16 million allotted to H-A-T. Like, <laughs> is that an acronym? Is that like a super pack? Like, no, Bubba. That's just hats in all caps. Yeah. You know how it is. Brilliant. I love it. I love it. Although, like, honestly, if I was, like, doing, like, presidential hats, like, I would make them solid colors, no text, but on the back there would just be, like, a little logo so you would know it's, like, an authentic rod for president hat. But it would be chic, and it wouldn't so be, like, So your covered. fucking campaign hat, you wouldn't be able to tell who 
you wouldn't have your name on it anywhere except for the back. Small. Except for the back. Except for the back. I, maybe Thoughts? maybe it'd work. I don't know. What do you think? It would be the logo. The logo would be my eyebrows and then my nose. <laughs> on the hat. And then a flirty, toothy grin on the very back. Right above, like, the part where you adjust the strap. You'd probably have, we'd probably have to go back into the uh, drawing board for the, uh, for the hat <laughs> design. But anyway. I need the best that hats have to offer. Where's Steve from NBC's The Blacklist? <laughs> we'll offer him anything. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's get right, going here. We got it up fronts. And what we have gonna, a list of What shows. we're going to do... We're uh, going to go through uh, a couple of upfronts up that we've talked about already. We're going to read the name. We're going to try to guess what the show's about. Mm-hmm. And then do we guess if it's going to get cut? Um, we get, Yeah, we definitely guess if it's going to get cut. Should we actually say what it is? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's giving it too much. That's giving too much the, credit. It's giving these shows too much attention. Okay, true. We're just going to guess what it is and prep you guys for the upcoming TV season, which sounds really good. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, wait, you have to send them to me. I'm going to read it to you, and you have to guess what this show is about. All right. Okay. The first show is called APB. Mm. Okay, so this, this me guessing what this is assumes that, like, I'm assuming that the person who created the title knows that the, uh, the, the phrase APB, Rod, mm-hmm. of course, refers to all points bulletin. Mm, right. Wait. Whoa. Oh, totally. Obviously. However, what is that <laughs> how fucking ever? We all know that these TV execs don't know what the fuck they're doing. True. Who knows if APB stands for All Points Bulletin? Some nutter <laughs> is running the 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 gears and the knobs and the trundly uh, wheels. The trundles. The trundles. The trundlers. Right. So. Agreed. Maybe All Points Bulletin stands for, it doesn't stand for All Points Bulletin. Maybe APB stands for All Pies Blueberry. <laughs> and it's about. All, yeah. All Pies Blueberry. This is a gritty remake of um, of Pushing Daisies, which took place yes. in, <laughs> in a pie store, yes. I think. Yep. Um, I'd say that that's right. This is a Fox show. Um, it will be airing Mondays at nine. Um, I'll be watching. I'll definitely be watching. Do you th- all pies blueberry? I mean, like, I'm excited just to like get to the season finale and be like, okay, are they all blueberry? Like, mm. cut it open and let's see. Right. You know what I mean? So you think the title it would re- re- refer directly to the content of the show? It's not like uh, 
some kind of like mm-hmm. metaphor or, or something like that. Far from it. I think that, you know, what's really great about upfronts is that like they give you everything up front. That's feel true. me? So like, you know, the title tells you it's quite literal. It tells you what the show what the show's intentions are, you know, what political things it's hoping to touch on, you know. It is what right. it is. Maybe it's about like a, a discriminatory uh, pie city where they only allow blue pies in there. Right. Blueberry pies in there. I can get into it. Right. I think I could do. Would watch. Would you watch? You gonna watch? Um. I would give it a shot. Wow. <laughs> I would definitely give it a shot. Big commitment. I mean, you know how I feel about upfronts. You you do, you do love it. You, I trust the networks. Like I trust my family. Like you guys wouldn't let me down. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't lead down uh, one bit. <laughs> so all pies blueberry will be watching um, the first episode and obviously talking about it. Yeah, obsessed. So uh, yeah, I guess that's the first that's the first upfront. Now it's your turn. Okay, so read me one and let's see. Okay, we just talked about this one, and it looks like the success of this amazing show has spawned mm-hmm. a sequel the okay. blacklist redemption <laughs> um Thoughts? Well, I, think it's, I think it's really obvious this is a really exciting show that i think nbc is you know obviously stoked for yes um this is basically about steve it, you know it's like it's a meta retelling of the marketing team behind Blacklist. Mm. And it's about <laughs> Steve stepping out of the office and sort of trying to like redeem himself in the world of marketing after the nightmare that was the Blacklist promotional campaign. Right. Um, and so, you know, we're sort of stepping behind the scenes. Like, yes, Blacklist was about like James Bader wearing a hat, but like, who's the person who like showed us that world, you know? Right. And how is he going to redeem himself? It's someone who clearly thinks... Uh, through James Spader's eyes. Yes, it's like a being right. John Malkovich situation. Yep, exactly. Um, where you basically enter James Spader's hat <laughs> right. and see the world from the perspective from of his, his hat. hat. Redeem me. I had, my guess was that this show was about a chunk of James Spader's flesh that f- had fallen off of his body and <laughs> then became sentient. And now, <laughs> but the sentience makes him into James Spader, right? And now he's just a little lump of James Spader's flesh, trying trying to make it in the big city. Wait, wait I kind of like that. The first episode's grotesque, and then every episode <laughs> afterwards is like really lighthearted. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. The first season is like like I'm Spader, like like just like a David Cronenbergy like flesh monster. It's like 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 my lungs are coming out of my eyes. Exactly. And then episode two is like. Right. <laughs> so I'll be watching that. <laughs> Redemption. Okay. I'll definitely be watching. Okay, me too. Um, so that'll be on NBC this fall. Um, really excited. Do you, for you actually guys. know okay. that, or are you just making this up? Um, well, I know that it was on NBC. I know Blacklist uh, was on NBC. Okay. Unless it's being redeemed on a different network, right. I'm just gonna guess NBC wouldn't let such a hot um, property out of their hands easily. The CW. See, oh my god, can you imagine? It's a teen <laughs> prequel to the blacklist. Uh, Selena Gomez is James Spader yes, in. <laughs> right. I would watch that actually. Okay, next show. Bull. Uh Bull. Okay. What would the show Bull be about? It's a show Bull. 
let's see, if I'm following my logic that all of these executives take everything very literally. Right. Uh, Bull is clearly about a very large, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a very large. Um, Just say it, woman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a very large woman <laughs> who, yeah. uh, you know, let's face it, maybe stuff's not so easy for her. Right. But guess what? That's your fault, dick. Right. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> right. that's the show. Yeah. It's a very aggressive show. Um, and it's just about, you know, yes, I'm big. But, like, you mess with the bull. Right. You get the. You get the. Horns. Yep. Litigation. Classic. (laughs) Yeah, you get litigated. Right. So Bull is going to be a really exciting new TV show. I think the market. We don't know who it's starring, but there's definitely space for it in the world. The market is trying to hit is self haters. Mm hmm. Who were skinny. Yeah. Totally. It's really about sort of emphasizing, like, we are, we should be hating ourselves a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, right. It, it's geared, I love it. It's geared at anorexics and bulimics. I love it. Bull. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's really about. True. I love it. So that'll be on UPN Wednesdays at 11.45, <laughs> and everyone should definitely tune in. Um, and, yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay, next show. Next show, dude. Okay, you ready? You ready for this Board one? Ready. I'm gonna you s- bet I'm gonna I skip am. one because that one sucks. I decided. Okay. okay. Designated survivor. Mm. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. So this is I've heard a lot about it. Survivor. This one's been so hyped. We've all heard about it. Um, it is basically about. It's an entire show told from the POV of a designated driver okay. um, parked outside of a party. Okay. Um, it is a 22 episode season and every episode is in real time. Um, and it is just, um, it's the first network show to feature no sound. So it is just a quiet feed of someone sitting in a car waiting for their friends. Um, and it stars Deborah Messing, um, as the designated survivor and, um, yeah, it's also Still the first TV show to be um, – it's it's part narrative show and part um, a commercial for hmm. the new Toyota Cor- Corolla. Okay. Um, so it's there? sort of like a syner- – yeah, it's a synergetic um, property. <laughs> it's just a um, commercial for the Toyota Corolla? Yeah, it's like a mix of commercial and a mix of um, TV show. That's kind of genius, I have to say. Yeah, it's really – it's a really exciting show. We might I'm actually really have to pitch this to – <laughs> Some kind of TV network. They, I'm sure they would take it. Yeah, but we'll we'll pitch it to um, a rival network. But instead of Deborah Messing, it'll be Matthew Perry. Mm. Um, yes, which I just think I just think that's really what the show needs. Um, a little more pear dog. A little more pear dog paradise. Right, man, paradise. Um, Honestly, yeah, the rest of it sounded like shit. But once you mentioned that it was a dual TV show slash commercial. These networks are coming up with creative ways. They know we hate ads. It's true. Make the ad a TV show. Yep. You're right. You know what I mean? You're right. And it's just really exciting. There's a lot of, like, I've seen, you know, I saw the sizzle reel for it. There's a lot of shots of, like, the bumper, um, you know, the rims. Okay. Like, 
Um, in the fourth episode, it's like a controversial episode. Right. It's um, you remember how like the fourth episode of True Detective had that like really, really long tracking shot. Yeah, right. yeah, so the fourth episode of Designated Survivor has um, a forty-five minute uninterrupted shot of the car door <laughs> handle. Right. In, which, the, in the fifth season, Deborah Messing discovers that they, there's eight cup holders. <laughs> Yes, the season finale of season five is when she discovers that the magazine has two extra couples. And then season six is her grappling with that information. Right, right. It's really, exactly. it's a complicated show. It is emotional. It is. It's her just waiting for her friends and discovering more and more, more, and more features of the car. Yes, yes, yep. It's exciting. No one knows and why few- she's still in the car, though. She could easily get outside. <laughs> yeah, especially because it's in real time. Right. It's like 22 hours. <laughs> it's messed up. Uh, every once in a while, like in every couple episodes, her friend calls and is like, oh, we'll be outside in a minute. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't hear from her for another two seasons. Yeah. Season two takes place on, on a tarmac uh, uh, on, a, on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It zooms out and the car's moved, but you never saw her drive. Right. So I'm personally really excited about this show. I think it's going to be really avant-garde and, you know, Deborah Messing has needed this. You know what I mean? So Right. And I've been thinking about buying a car for a while, so this will be a good mm. little, uh, maybe a Camry? Yeah, honestly, think about it. I'd be really surprised if not everyone ended up with a Camry by season two. It's going to be one of those, like, water cooler shows slash, like, right. mass purchase products. Totally. Totes agree. Very excited. So Designated Survivor. When will that air? Um, that is going to air on NBC's at 11, 11.45 a.m. Um, <laughs> and it is supposed to be really good. Okay. So I'm excited All for right. it. Okay, okay, cool. Good. Yeah. All right. Okay, so next show. Oh, love. This one is just like, this just sounds so good. Right. I can't wait for you to tell the fans about it. Um, Downward Dog. Mm. Downward mm. Dog. Downward Dog. Like, so good. Already so evocative. Right. If I had mm. to guess what the show Downward Dog is going to be about, mm-hmm. the upfront for Downward Dog, starring the girl from Fargo. Right, right, yes. Ugh, love her. The cop. Yep. Um, and that's what it says in her title card. The girl from the Fargo. The girl from Fargo. <laughs> right. Her agent mm. didn't put in enough work, no. but it is what it she is. She doesn't have a name. She doesn't have a name. Uh, Who needs one? Let's see. This show is obviously about... Uh, a yoga instructor who has uh, 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 a carnal uh, affair with her dog. Mm. <laughs> right, right, right. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, totally. That is That sounds right. I mean, like, that just kind of feels, you know, like it's mixing, like, the two real, like, touch, like, cultural touchstones right now. You know, like, yeah. our obsession with yoga Right. And our obsession with bestiality. I'm you know? kind of, yeah, right. I mean, I'm just looking for, if I'm the person that okayed this script, I'm looking for the next, uh, uh, you know, uh, I want to be pushing the line. You know what I mean? I want to push the limit. Right. right. We've, got, we've got shows about gay people. We've got, yeah. we've, got, we've got I Am Kate. We've got shows about transitioning. Right. What about a show about primal love? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we have all these people constantly being like, we couldn't legalize this because like people are right. going to start wanting to like marry their dogs, yeah. and it's like, yeah, that day's here. Bet. Yeah, like <laughs> it's been here, and like I'm sorry that like 
we're so consumed with like straight narratives that like we forget like there is an entire demographic of people hooking up with their dogs that are not seeing themselves on screen, you know? (laughs) And And it's like, thank God. I think honestly, it's a very big uh, untapped market. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe we could get some some synergy going with like dog food commercials. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. That is really the theme of like Upfronts this year, which is that like every show has a major corporate sponsor that is integrating the product into the narrative. Right, or maybe like uh, we could even get like new products on the market, like dog condoms. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because they are filming in California. Condoms for so your you dog. Know. Right. Yeah. You got to wear condom. Yeah. So there's like a really famous scene apparently like in this in this show like I've heard a lot of buzz where okay. um where the girl from Fargo and her character in the show actually um is her her name is girl from Fargo oh, okay. everyone says it in like one breath which is like really weird right. um where she's on all fours um screaming while eating dog food out of the bowl mm. and it's like right. her big Emmy moment oh, okay cool yeah it's like the orgy scene from. From True, True Detective. Detective. Okay. Yeah, right. so all these shows are really sort of, like, picking up what True Detective is, like, put down, yes. which is, like, very exciting. We're in a post-True Detective world, so there is sort of this big, you know, crying dog food eating scene, which is also a good time to include the product, um, the synergy moment. True. Where she's just, like, <laughs> eating it. Jeez. I just can't wait for that Emmy reel, like, right. like Juliana Margulies, the good wife, and then her at, like, a press conference and, like, mm-hmm. applause from the audience at the Emmys, like... Girl from Fargo for Downward Dog. <laughs> it's got Emmy written all over it. It has Emmy written all over it. I'm excited. Okay. On to the next one. Oh, wait. When's that on, Rod? Oh, that is going to be on its, um, on CBS. Okay. Um, 830s, okay. Um, 8.30 p.m. on Saturday. Oh, wow. On Saturdays. Yeah. Primetime? Um, in a sense. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Yeah. So, very exciting. Very, very exciting. Okay. The next show, Rod, is titled The Great Indoors. Mm, yes. The Great Indoors. I love this. This is, of course, like the big, lighthearted, like family comedy that like everyone has been talking about. Um, it is um, a retelling of Ted Kaczynski's um, life when he was writing the Unabomber Manifesto. Yes. Um and it all takes place inside of a cabin. Okay. Um, it's like one of the first shows to use real human feces for set design. So, um, which is just like, yeah, like finally, so fucking um, nice to hear that. Yes, it's so good to be in this like post golden age of TV because it's like we can just do so much more now. <laughs> like, I'm just so excited. You know what I mean? Um, that the networks are finally catching up. Yeah. The show is very, it's like definitely like you know, it's like lighthearted. It's meant to sort of you know, yeah. You know, apply sort of like it's meant to make something as horrifying as the Unabomber a more accessible part of American culture. True, dude. Um, it, it's really exciting. It is produced by Ryan Murphy. Um, if there's one thing so, that this world needs, it's more nuts afraid of technology. Yes, finally, tell the story of the Unabomber. No, like, tell this oh, story, oh. the story that I agree with. Like, yes, technology oh, yes. is scary. Right, right. I love it. We need more people like that. We need more hope. The show, of course, <laughs> of course, stars Matthew Perry, right. um, as um, as Ted Kaczynski, mm-hmm. um, and um, Danny DeVito plays his beard, which is like mm. really exciting. So sick. So sick. So it's going to be sick. really good. What do you think um, of uh, who? Who do you think they're going to get to play Ted Kaczynski's um, uh, orphaned son? 
Um, I've heard a lot of different rumors. Um, I've heard it could be anyone from um, Upfront's fave, Deborah Messing, uh, who really has yes. just a busy season. Um, it's between her and literally just a rat. So, oh. So we'll see. Mm. My money's on the rat. Right. I didn't know Biling was up for this part. <laughs> yeah. So... It's time to get some, you know, diversity on screen. So Byling dressed as a rat will be mm. um, hopefully playing Ted Kaczynski's son. Right. Um, in a really harrowing scene where he's like, I have to leave you because I have to write my manifesto. And the son is just like, Byling yeah. in Bi-Lang. every scene. Lang. <laughs> They're like, cut. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll make that work, but we're not excited. <laughs> yeah. The great indoors. Okay, I'm down. I love it. Hermit Stories. Where's that going? Um, That is going to be airing on um, Logo, and Mm. it is going to be on Tuesdays at 9. Prime spot on a channel no one has, but a good ton. You know what I mean? Okay, good. So pretty stoked about that. Super dope. Also stoked about this next show. Um, It is really on the nose, its title. Um, but I think our fans are going to be surprised. Um, it's called Great News. Yeah. Something we haven't been getting a lot of right. recently. Not a whole lot of great news. Kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Good thing the show's coming out. Yeah, because we need it. This Boy, sh- do we. This show starring Juliana Margolis. Ugh. Is that her name? It's Margulies, but I love Margolis. Whatever. Juliana Margolis, <laughs> Jeff Probst, mm-hmm. Darth Vader. Ugh. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Hannah from Pretty Little Liars. Together at last. Together at last. All of them <laughs> packed into one room. So good. And, uh, you know, all these uh, all these news stations on TV, how are you supposed to mm-hmm. decide? So, Juliana. Right, it's like click, click, right, click. Maybe click. Jeff Probst wants to watch Fox News, and maybe Juliana Margolis wants to watch CNBC. Right, or the Food Network. She's a woman. Right, Food Network. Darth right. Vader maybe wants to watch uh, Sci-Fi Network. He's a fictional yeah. character. Right. Hannah from Pretty Little Liars. I don't know. QVC. QVC. That sounds about right. Yeah. That's news. That sounds about right. It's news-esque. Right. It's constant information. To Tell Hannah me that's from not news. Pretty Little Liars is totally news. Yeah. It's breaking news. They're constantly, constantly breaking new information. We have six bracelets left. So anyway, like, so the premise of the show is... It's just uh, a live feed of those four people sitting on one uh, medium-sized couch so they're uncomfortable and then mm-hmm. uh, flipping back and forth between the channels. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. I'm excited to see the tension brew between Jeff Probst and Darth Vader. Yeah. Two alpha males? That's two alpha males, yes. Mm. I have a feeling Juliana um, Margolis will sort of be like, the reigning champ of the show, but oh, really? I don't know. Han- Hannah from Pretty Little Liars, she could put in like a sneaky good performance. Yeah. I mean, I'm just excited to see who does what first. If, if Is Probst going to try to form an alliance? Is mm-hmm. uh, Darth Vader going to try to choke somebody out? Right. Is Juliana Margolis going to do whatever the fuck it is she does? Right. Is, is Hannah from for? Pretty Little Liars going to order those, uh, that eye, eye makeup kit right. that she keeps watching? Okay, Unclear. eye makeup kit, yep. Love it. Right. So when's that one on, Rod? Um, great news is on um, Sundays on the CW at 6.45 a.m. 
Um, it is must-see TV, so I have a feeling that we're going to see it. I think what we're seeing is, like, there's going to be a new primetime that comes out in this, like, fall season. I think I'll I mean? be waking up at 6.45 a.m. to watch this one. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'd say that I'm going to be setting an alarm on Sunday. <laughs> Trust me on that. We should host the Upfronts. Yeah, we should. We should do that. We should send this to Upfronts at Upfronts.com and see if they're down to let us host next year. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's cut, let's get a super cut going to this one in the last episode let's get we did. A, yeah, 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 definitely. They know we're fans. Um, so I'm excited about great news. Um, also excited about the upcoming show, Imaginary Mary. Imaginary Mary? <laughs> Imaginary did you, Mary. Did you fucking say Imaginary Mary? <laughs> yes, dude. Imaginary Mary. All right, what's it's that one prim- It's this year. This is like the avatar of TV shows. Like. Okay. They've been working on this show for like 10, 15 years, and it's always like, imagine me, like, imagine me, like, when is it gonna come out? Like, when is it gonna come out? And it's like, um, guess what, dude? Like, it's coming out. Like, it's happening. Starring the great Jenna Elfman, may I add. Um, Imaginary Mary is an amazing show, um, all told <laughs> through CGI. Um, Jenna Elfman plays herself. Um, it's a mix of narrative and reality TV. Um, Jenna Elfman, the actress, um, five, six years ago was kidnapped out of her house. Um, this is true. And, you know, they like put a lot of, you know, they took, they took a little bit of blood out, put it all over her bedroom. So like her family, blah, blah, blah. Like as we are in the news, like they think Jenna Elfman died like years ago. What was actually happening was that, um, actress Jenna Elfman was trapped in a green screen room for the last five, six years and, um, told that. She, if she wants food, if she wants water, right. if she like wants something, right. she has to interact with like different things in the room and like ask for things. And then they modeled the show around uh. her in a state of trauma and hysteria over the last five years. Uh. So it's a really interesting mix of like Abu Ghraib and Avatar yeah. and just like watching Jenna Elfman sort of improvise oh. um, for her life, literally for her I life. I see. So is Jenna, uh, wait, sorry, is Jenna Elfman avataring into a, a giant blow-up doll of Jenna Elfman? Is that what you? Jenna Elfman, pl- Jenna Elfman plays herself, okay. and she's speaking to different things that she can't see because it's a green room. So she'll be like, oh, like, please, like, please, like, can I have a phone to call my mother? And they're like, mm-hmm, yeah, but like, who are you talking to? And she has to be like, you know, I'm talking to like this dragon. And then they like make a dragon appear in like the green room. So it's a show that's sort of like, she's making it as it goes. It's very avant-garde. Um, it's also known to be very hard to watch because Jenna Elfman again, has been cut off from everyone she knows and is not being fed. So (laughs) it's going to be exciting. I'm pretty excited about it. Cool, dude. This is, of course, Jenna Elfman from Dharma and Greg people. Dharma and Greg (laughs) in the, uh, much well, known movie uh praying for amy um yes <laughs> of course i starring edward love, jr ben stiller and jenna elfman i love that movie wait actually i know what movie you're talking What's about it called? where one of them's a priest yeah. and one of them's like a rabbi right. i swear it's called like three's company or it's like, like called praying for amy Praying for Amy? Yeah, and she's Amy. Is it called Praying for Amy? She's Amy? Wait, pray, I feel like prayer must be in it. Also, can we just talk about the plot, that idea for a plot? <laughs> a rabbi and a priest fight over a girl. Uh, Is this the opening of a joke? I don't think it's that. Bad. Hold on, I'm going to look. 
praying for Ben Stiller, Jenna Elfman. What is that movie? Keeping the faith. Keeping the faith. There you go. Ugh. Boy, does she. What happened to her? The answer is she was kidnapped five years ago, <laughs> put into a room with no discernible exit. Right. Um, and no begs not, for uh, her daily sustenance. Right. <laughs> and had to improv for daily sustenance. Yeah. Please, can I have bread? Can you have bread? <laughs> can I have bread, Mr. Elf? Wah, 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 wah. An elf shows up, doesn't give her bread, <laughs> but makes for good TV. That's sick. I'm excited. Dude. It's sick. It's sickening. <laughs> it's so sick, dude. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Oh, Jenna. Okay. Oh, poor girl. Poor girl. <laughs> poor girl. <laughs> um, and our last show. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Imaginary Mary will be airing um, on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, sorry about on True TV. Okay. Um, in a, in a single um, on a single sixteen hour block. So it's going to be airing like weekly Whoa. for sixteen full hours. Um, wow, it's sort of dude. like a live feed. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really crazy. So um, it's supposed to air later this year. I don't think we have an exact date. Um, I think her lawyers are working on getting her out of the room first, okay. and then they're gonna like figure out like you know, is it on Thursdays, okay. on Fridays? Like, um, probably smart. So yeah, yeah, probably smart. Um, and our last show, dude, I'm so excited for this one. Do you want to do it? I feel like you want to do it. I mean, it is one of my favorite upfront. Okay, up okay, okay, okay. What? Tell me the deal with the show Midnight Texas. So Midnight Texas is all about Texas, okay. obviously. Obviously, um, in the title. Yeah, and it's you know, everyone wakes up and is con like in the show, like everyone wakes up and is like, okay, like what time is it? And everyone's like, oh, it's, you know, it's like <laughs> six in the morning. And everyone's like, okay. But then, this is the pilot. Yeah. I'm describing the first episode. They step out and they're like, okay. It's, it's definitely not 6 a.m. <laughs> and so the whole show is like a mystery okay. to figure out like what time it is. Wow. Um, so in, you know, the finale, I think we know where the show's going. Um, but it's sort of one of those things where, like, the audience knows, but, like, the people on the show, right. like, they don't know. It's you know, a, like, they're behind on it, folks. It's about the characters, the show. It's about, yeah, it's about, and then there's, like, flashbacks. Like, each character yeah. has, like, a flashback to, like, slightly earlier that day. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where different, they're doing different things, and people mention, like, what time it is. Like, just right. kind of, like, in the scenario. And then we, like, flash back huh. to the present as they're sort of being, like, is it, like, okay. 6.30 or, like, 6.45? Um, so it's, like, Lost um, meets Groundhog's Day meets, yeah. like, just the clock, like, honestly. Right. Like, it just, like, Lost meets a digital clock. It's little vignettes um, of scenes yeah. right before people either look at their watch or pull out their phone. Right, right, exactly. It's sort of like the moment when they're like, oh, should we just, like, should I just ask something? You know, and then it's like, and then this, like, executive producer. Right, and know? then the season finale, everyone realizes it's midnight, right? Yeah, and they're like, we need to get to bed. Like, I have things to do tomorrow. <laughs> like, I've wasted my entire day. That's so fucking um, deep, man. Yeah, it's one of those, like, really sort of, it's, I don't think it's going to last the full season, um, but I think it's going to be one of those, like, cult hits, you know what I mean? Right. Like, the shows that everyone watches on Netflix and is right. like, have you It'll seen pick it up on Netflix, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Mm. So, I'm excited. That one is, um, as of right now, slated to air in the cloud. Oh. Um, yeah. 
And um, it's one of the, yeah, so basically it's going to air at a, at a random time to go along with the theme, and you just log into Cloud, and you can watch it. So okay. it stars Matthew Perry as every character. It's like a nutty professor situation. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matthew Perry is every... <clears throat> He's every character, yeah. Whoa, dude. He's been yeah. in like four of our upfronts. I know. So here's hoping one sticks. Um, yeah. He has a mortgage to pay. God knows. Yeah. So well, you, you do get I'm money stoked. for the pilot, so that's that's true. Well, that's why he keeps doing if that. If he does eight like, pilots, then it's like getting paid for eight se- eight shows of a season. <laughs> right, right. It's true. Um, and in the case of this show, I hope he got paid for each individual character he's playing. I think seventy five people. Okay, good. Um, so that'll be exciting. I hope you're a Matthew Perry fan. Love him. Love that. Love, Love the pair dog, as I've said earlier. Love pair. Mm-hmm. You have. There's been three other opportunities to say it, and you've taken them all. Maybe only so one. I think are... only two out of the four I've taken. But who's counting? <laughs> the other two, we're not sure yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of misses. Right. Yeah, I'm sold on <laughs> Midnight Texas, but the other one's no. The other one's not so much. Right. Um, yeah, so those are the upfronts. You guys, I really hope that you're going to you know support your local network television conglomerate and watch these shows, you know. Yeah. They'll be airing either starting September, October, in the case of Midnight Texas, at some point yeah. in the cloud. Some like weird 16-hour block. Or wait, that's the Jenna Elfman one, right? That's Imaginary Mary. Okay, yeah, right. that will be playing on um, True TV. Right. Um, and yeah, the legality is still being worked okay, out. Okay, okay. Yeah. So a very dark season coming, yeah. but I'm excited. And let us know uh, which... which let us know. Hit us up on the emails. Which which show sounds the best to you? Which one are you guys most excited about? Yeah. Goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Which one are you hoping gets a second season? Um, which one do you want us to review every week? Every positive um, feedback we get for the show Downward Dog, I'm forwarding on to the authorities and PETA. Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of shows about people being victimized, but it's for art, which I think is like really the important thing. Right. Um, and yeah, so let us know what you think and we'll keep doing updates on the shows that you guys are most excited about. We'll watch them next season and let you know what's up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, uh, good friends book club that we started. Right, right, right. <laughs> what was the book? <laughs> the books have been really great and we've been reading them and, and mm-hmm. really it's just a shame that no one signed up, uh, on the website or the, yeah, uh, but like we're reading them. Yeah. So um, we will be announcing more books down the line as we have been for so long. Right. Um, so yeah, you guys just pick up the book and then read the book. And then at a certain point you will have read it and, <laughs> um, it'll be a book that yeah, you read. So exactly. That's how the, no pressure. That's how book clubs work. No press. Right. Um, should we just hop to devil tongue? Let's just hop to D tongue, dude. Hop on that tongue. Let's hop on that tongue and ride it all the way home. Feel me? Yeah. So D tongue. Um, <laughs> D Tongue, other than going to um, Jenna Elfman's kidnappers slash the executive producers of Imaginary Mary, um, goes to like, I don't know, <laughs> the Republicans? I have one I giant to... fucking Do devil it. tongue. Give it. Okay? And I'm pissed. I'm ready. Ooh, wow. I'm pissed. Oh. <laughs> the more your voice starts to sound like Mountain Dew. The more angry I know you are. No, it's just the Warriors lost. <gasps> oh, how could we not touch on the trauma? It's like really 
really devastating. That was sad. I watched that game. That was very sad. It's just so bad. They lost it. What about LeBron's performance with that knee? (sighs) The Oscar goes too. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Did he have some sort of... He, like, fell on his knee and was just, like, holding it for, like, so long right at the end of the game and then got to do, like, a th- like a one-point shot or whatever. I remember that. But, ugh, I was just like, dude, get up. I was literally oh. sitting next to a blacked-out woman at a bar in Marin. She's from Ohio, so it was, like, quietly rooting for Cleveland. Um, and we were, like, talking the whole time. And even she was like, that's so annoying. And she's for Cleveland. Uh, I think I had already submitted at that point. Did that happen at the Did end of the know? game? Did you know? Well, was I so naive in thinking that there was yeah, chance? Yeah, well, I don't know. There was the, They were tied at 89 for what seemed like at least six possessions in a row. Right. And then Kyrie Irving pulled up on Curry, nailed that three, and then I, I pretty much like knew it was over at that point. Ugh. Curry like had this – he had like one possession where he kind of like danced around and tried to splash a J right in Kevin Love's eyeball, and it just didn't fall, uh-huh. and that's uh, – that's, uh, you just named eight fetishes of mine. Should I start watching basketball more? You should. Splashing a J in someone's <laughs> eye. I'm listening. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Boy, do I, Daddy. Right. Um, that is so... Yeah, I was really sad. I was really sad. It was a sort of... Um, <sighs> Fuck. It was a really... It was an anticlimactic end to a really too-good-to-be-true story. But especially, like, the way in which the national media twisted the Warriors around from being the lovable, uh, like, new-age team into the the heel uh, jerk holes was, was very frustrating to swallow. It was weird. It was really weird. Everybody started it was, ve- it was like an ex- and, It was like yeah. an accelerated thing that happens to everything that gets famous, which is, like, build you up to tear you down. But it happened over the course of oh less my God. than a year. It happened over the course of, like, a week. So odd. Yeah. So odd. It was really upsetting. So where do they go from here? Well, the NBA draft is tonight. I'll be trying to go after we hang up. To the draft. To the draft. I heard that that dude from Chicago got drafted to the Knicks. He got traded. Derrick Rose got traded to the Knicks. He did. His story is devastating, too, if we're doing a couple sad moments. Uh, Well, yes. He's had a number of knee injuries. But uh, an ex-girlfriend or like an ex-girl that he used to hook up with recently tried to sue him for maybe be getting gang raped by Derrick Rose and like a couple other people. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah, so that well he's still dealing with that one. He never got Yikes. Well, because it's like a civil suit, right? So he didn't get arrested right. or anything. So Um I'm horrified. If I was his lawyer, I would use his apparently like unusable knees yeah. and ankles. They're pretty as glassy. Like an excuse. They're pretty glassy. Could they really like withstand a lot? I'm kidding. Don't want to make light. Right. But that's so brutal. Also, isn't he like going to be the only MVP player ever to like not be in like the Hall of Fame or whatever? Oh, maybe he did win an MVP. That's like so crazy. Yeah, he, he win. He won like his second year or whatever. His first. Yeah, year. Yeah, it was like his second year in the league or third year. I did like a deep read of this dude, and I was like, "This is tragic." Whoa. Give me the thirty for thirty. Why are you getting a deep read on Derrick Rose? Um, I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. I was like, he's kind of our age, so he probably grew up like loving the Bulls. Yeah, dude. he's from Chicago, yeah, like dude. dream team. Yeah, dude. I can't even imagine what it feels like to be like so hyped, sign a huge contract, and like win this award, and like basically do oh. one year of full plays, like full games. Full plays. <laughs> and then get treated full plays. Full plays in one year. <laughs> but get, basically, one year where he played every game, and then like. Then get traded to the like so I don't know I was just like 
It's so sad. Yeah, I could like feel goes, why it was sad. It goes farther than that, but yeah, I mean, maybe not the nicest thing the Bulls have ever done, but it's not like he was right. He was also kind of annoying too, if you ask me. Yeah, I, yeah, I did not in on that. I don't know any of that, right. but the Knicks have to like um, have to like pay him the contract he signed with the Bulls, right? Uh, I didn't see the terms of the agreement that much. Uh, I thought it was. I'm pretty sure in the deal the Bulls would, because the whole point of in the NBA, if you do a trade, you have to make sure the money is equal. Right. So I think it's a wash at the end, but I'm not sure. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah, so sad, but I mean, not that sad, but I was just like, this is a pretty interesting story. I hope they do a 30 for 30 on it. Maybe they I just want a 30 for 30 on everything, pretty much. A 30 for 30 on uh, you walking down the stairs this morning. Can you, and me tripping, yeah. like, and then, like, flashing to a talking head, like, when he tripped down those stairs. Yeah. Like, we didn't know what would happen. And then, like, a quick zoom of the face, like, we had no idea. Right. You know, and it, like, gets really intense. I do. Um, yeah, I want a 30 for 30 on that. I mean, I definitely think that there is... After having finished this OJ made for a Made in America documentary, which I did finish since the last time we talked, and is like literal fucking masterpiece, um, <laughs> I could not believe how good it was. I was like, we need something that like places in context like the popularity of the Chicago Bulls and like oh, yeah. the crime rate in Chicago. Like, there's just like oh. these correlations between where these players are from and like what sports allow and who they become after is like really interesting. Well, they have that show that, uh, that, uh, that documentary, um, hoop dreams that's in Chicago. Oh, true. Yeah. 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 So that's a great uh, documentary. Go watch um, hoop dreams. But that documentary is a bit more like cinema verite. Like you're sort of just like observing it. It has no, like, you know, the, the angle feels sort of, it's a different type of documentary. Do you want a um, film noir documentary? Um, I want like a romantic comedy um, documentary about murder in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think we're due, don't you? Well, maybe that's like so. What every romantic comedy needs to be about white people in Manhattan, like meeting in like a park. Like, what about one in which like two people have a meet cute over like the body of like listen, dude, their shared friend. Upfronts twenty seventeen are due in like six months. We could get ahead of this one. Um, literally, I'm so down. Like, a cute, like, you got mail, like, type of thing right. where, like, two friends are, like, screaming, crying over, like, their friends that were killed in, like, one of the many shootouts mm. that happen in Chicago. Mm. But then they catch each other's eye and they're like, like, I'm Sarah. Like, I'm Dave. Like, <laughs> Sarah what's up? And Dave. Sarah and Dave. Whoa. Sarah and Dave are two friends mourning the loss of yeah. their family members. Two two friends named Sarah and Dave in the inner city of Chicago. <laughs> Yours sounds drunk. <laughs> <laughs> two friends in, in Chicago, just hanging out in Chicago. Yeah, I kind of like, fucked up. <laughs> no, I like I it. I fucked up a little bit and then I tried to, to, to catch myself. but I love when you catch yourself. Yeah. Um... Okay, wait, you're going to like my good friend. Okay. You're going to really like it. Okay. <laughs> and it's going to be like, you're going to be like, okay, what do you even know? But, like, I really am serious. My good friend is, like, are those dogs that killed that dude on Game of Thrones on Sunday. <laughs> I watched it. Oh, you did? You watched like, it? The, yeah, I watched it with my family. They're, like, huge. They love Game Whoa, of Thrones. Dude. Does your brother watch it? Um, my brother doesn't watch it, but yeah, my family right. is, like, deep in it. Like, full understanding of the, like, geography and, like, the poly. It's, like, really Do funny. Do they want my world um, maps? 
they would love my mom would love your world Dude, maps. bring them over um yeah please um they would literally love it my mom loves lord of the ring they both love lord of the oh, ring my go. mom and my stepdad but like just that kind of fantasy world they're like all about it so my mom gave me the rundown of that dude yeah. and he sounds so annoying He's and annoying. i even without that context could just feel how good it felt to watch him die i could just like the show is just able to like express that to me someone with no context that like that like his death was worth relishing in and i relished in it i was like what i don't even get it and i'm obsessed were your were your parents all hyped up for his death my mom was screaming oh at the tv with bloodthirsty joy in oh Farsi, pretty God, much saying, dude. like, finally, like, oh loving it. And God, then she told me dude. all about, like, the, the boy he castrated and, like, that kid yeah. who, like, would, like, shave him but, like, was so scared of him that he wouldn't even kill him, yeah. even though he had a blade to his throat. Oh, that is, like, my number one trigger when, like, someone has been dehumanized to the point where, like, they can't even do the thing that would, like, free them right. in a moment. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is my biggest, like... My biggest thing brings back so uh, I was bad memories. I didn't even yes, yeah. It brings back a lot of memories of like fourth grade when I was like being tutored in algebra, and I was like, "This pencil in your throat is all it takes for me to leave this tutoring session." <laughs> um, but yeah, so those dogs amazing, um, and also great line from that one girl, or like I forget what the line is exactly, but it's basically like they were loyal, oh, but now yeah. they're hungry. Now they're starving. Now they're starving. It's an amazing line. Um, <sighs> Whatever. Your parents aren't yeah. real book readers then, so. They are not, but they mm. know that this has nothing to do with the books. Mm, they know better. this season is, like, far off from the books. Look, dude, if George R. R. Martin was sitting here listening to this conversation, he'd say, do you think Ra- Ramsey Bolton's death is going to bring back any of the people he's killed? Mm. No. <laughs> okay? No. Is that, what, is that what he'd say? Is that what he'd say? Or would he literally say, like, I'll have a six-piece boneless, um, and I'll have um, a side of slaw, but also six biscuits on top of it, and here, just throw my computer out the window, because I don't plan on doing anything with it. He's like, here, here's 50 pages of the book, burn them, please, and then (laughs) pour extra gravy on top of everything. Yeah, (laughs) please serve the 18 pounds of fried chicken that I want in this manuscript right. of the next book <laughs> that I shit into. Right. Um, I know, but that's not the point of like bloodthirstiness, right? We just want to enjoy, enjoy death. It's true. You're right. Is every death, is every death on the show and in the books really with service of like justice or just joy? Something about my thinking of game of Thrones is that they just like do things to stimulate reactions even more than that's like, the show. The show totally is like, let's just like kill this person and see what happens. Right, right. Let's like you. I mean, that's the controversy of how it uses rape and also yeah. just like the annoying thing of how they kill off yeah. people that it just sort of starts a conversation. This guy, the guy reaction. who got killed, was the guy who he was raping someone last season. He, the right. girl that he raped the last girl. season, is the one who set the dog. The girl. On them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Um, A.K.A. Sansa Stark. Um, Is Game of Thrones like an Iron Man prequel? Thoughts? Star? Oh, whoa, dude. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think, well, it is a historical retelling of uh, the colonization of North America. You didn't know that? Um, (laughs) Yes, of course I knew that. (laughs) 
I watched 20 minutes of it was like, um, okay, colon, colony alert. Right. Exactly. That, to be fair, I do say that all the time. I say that every time I walk into a room with more than three white people. Okay, but colony alert. Colony alert. Yeah, what do you like, mean? Okay, Europe? just colonize me already, me at a party, like, over, like, beer. <laughs> you should start saying that. I should. Right. Jeez, way to colonize the conversation. Or just be like, anytime. where are we? The Czech Republic? <laughs> Everyone's like, the room was quiet. Yeah. <laughs> no one said anything. <laughs> And I'm like, um, yeah, exactly. Silence. Just like the Czechs. Just like the Europeans in their monasteries. Like the Europeans. <laughs> right. But, who, but yeah, so that was really fun. Do you have a good friend? Yes. It's, uh, it's uh, Roos Bolton for, uh, uh, sorry, Ramsey Bolton for getting his face eaten up by those dogs. Hell yeah. I love when our good friends are in conversation with one another. They are in camaraderie. Your good friend is his skin and mine is the sweet tooth of those dogs. Yes. His sweet, sweet oh. skin. Sweet skin. I loved it. I wanted to see more gore, honestly. Well, dude, it's not like there's not uh, fucking six seasons for you to be watching this show and literally see gore every fucking second. Oh, I'm so down. Am I going to start watching this show because I'm a bloodthirsty freak, literally? Only if you like, yeah, if you like blood sacrifices, then yeah, you should watch it. Oh, my God. Honestly, one of the only things I've liked on Facebook Blood sacrifices. Blood sacrifices. Blood sacrifices and um, Sonia Sotomayor. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. Those are my only two likes. She's such a good Supreme Court justice. Oh, she's the best. She's, like, really great. Oh, well. What can you do? What can... Nothing. What can you do? Um, But it did... But watching that did make me think of, like, all, like... I don't know. that, That is, like, my ideal way of, like, killing all my enemies from now on. Dog eating. Dog eating, it's so vile. Right. And it's so slow. I love how slow it is. It's so vicious, dude. You sound like yes. you have a lot of fucked up shit going on. Oh, my God. I'm so bloodthirsty. You know this. Anytime someone does something that I, like, anytime I really hate someone, like, that is going to be my go-to way to, like, see them go now in my head. Well, all right. Good luck pulling that one off. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Seriously, I don't even like dogs. How would I organize yeah. this? I'd hire someone that's really good at, with dogs. They'd be like, I can't do this. <laughs> But I want to see them dead. I just want so. to say that line. Um, yeah, exactly. They were loyal. Now they're starving. <laughs> they're like, Rod, what is that accent? They were loyal. Now they're starving. <laughs> My bilingual voice. Uh, oh, man. Okay, America. Thank you guys for listening. Please watch the upfronts. Jack, what a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, what a pleasure it's been to interact what with you. What a pleasure today. it's been. I love digitally interacting with yeah. you. Digital interaction, the wave of the future. Digital, it really is. Di, as I call it. Di. Digi Interaki. Digi Interaki featuring Rod Bastenmare. <laughs> my rap name, Young Anxiety. Young That's my rapper Digi. name. Young Digi. Just you and me, baby. Do you know that song? No, I don't. And sync. It's like one of their worst songs. That's probably why I don't know it. Yeah, it's called Digital Digital Get Down. Digital Digital Get Down, huh? Yeah. Basically, in the 2000s, when we had no idea what technology was, but we just knew we were, like, in the future, <laughs> every song was just like, was like, beep, 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 machine girl. Like, there was no, no research. Dude, that's so no. true. We knew that we were in the future in the year 2003, but no one knew what that meant. No one knew. We were, like, in the future and had no clue, like, what They're to like, do um, with it. parachute pants that are shiny and... <laughs> Uh, right there's like glasses that go over your head and like a lot of wind like what 
why is that future? Like every video is in a white sterile room right. with like Big gauchos or like Jinko jeans yeah. and then like aluminum like parachute shirts and then like tons of wind. Yeah. Big ass literally, winter, like TLC, but. TLC's fan mail album literally opens with like "Welcome, like you are now listening to TLC." I'm like TLC needing to be in the future, like what? <laughs> oh, the 2000s, so naive, so naive, so naive. Okay, Ainge. Okay, I gotta go to the it's, draft. It's midnight your time, so you missed the draft, right. but you go and try to catch what's left of it. It's 3 a.m. Um, next Tuesday. <laughs> You're done. Yeah, East Coast time's crazy. Right. Um, good luck with the draft. I will see you soon. Thank you for listening, America. Thanks. And B movie. B movie. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run. Run through the meadows, scare up the milking cows, run down the beach, kicking clouds of sand. Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away, stop and listen, love you.